Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by Barbados Tourism Marketing. The beautiful island of Barbados extends a warm welcome to visitors with the new 12-month Barbados Welcome Stamp, a visa that allows you to relocate and work year-round from one of the world's most beloved tourism destinations. This week, I'm talking to Mike Firstman, CEO of Pendry Hotels, and he is sharing the ideas and the aspirations of today's new luxury travelers. He understands it because he is that generation himself. He comes with no fixed ideas, just a brilliant, creative interpretation of what new luxury is. Share his thoughts now. Mike, this is such a delight to talk to dare I say it, a new generation hotelier who is really putting on the world map a new concept of hotels. How did Pendry come about and why Pendry, Mike? Thank you, Mary. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a great ride. Um, the idea of Pendry came about, uh, I'd say a handful of years or so ago, really kind of coming out of Coming out of the recession, we noticed with Montage, our you know our original luxury brand, which we're super excited about and we're continuing to grow and we, we love that brand, but we really noticed sort of a shift in how the luxury consumers are starting to experience the world and how they're traveling, where they're traveling. Um, their, their, their values have changed a little bit, their preferences have changed a little bit. And we felt that there was this new wave of luxury customer coming into being. So we really wanted to take what we do really well with Montage and have a great service culture, have quality, have great credibility, sort of utilize all of our uh, infrastructure and operating know-how and create a newer, a newer luxury brand that really just from stylistically was a little bit different than Montage, which is very classic, which is in these grand settings. It's a little bit more resort oriented. We wanted to sort of Take, take a lens for where's the next wave of luxury customer going and how are they traveling and experiencing the world and pair that with all the things we do with Montage. And that was the, that was the genesis of this idea of a complementary luxury brand to Montage, which became Pendry, um, which we, we really described as new luxury. And it's been such a wonderful fit. Both brands complement each other very well. We have crossover between guests. In some cases, we have crossover between both brands being in a particular market. Um, and it's it's just really exciting, and we have uh, so much opportunity in front of us, and we're, we're really thrilled about it. Mike, you keep on saying we. Who is the we? Well, the, the we is, uh, I, I speak on behalf of our company, but in, in, in uh, sort of more specifically, it's, it's a collaboration and a partnership with my, my father, Alan Firstman, who's the founder and CEO of Montage Hotels. So I grew up as a second generation hotelier, kind of learning about the business at the dinner table. I worked in hotels starting at age 15 at the Bellagio as a pool boy and worked at the Charles Hotel in Boston when I was in college there, worked every, you know, really every front of house position in that hotel. 
um, and learn the business. And, you know, I taking a tangent here, but then I went off and worked for a developer and ended up ultimately coming back in and joining my dad. And he started Montage and had built this incredible company and this great culture and was growing and expanding. Um, and it was, uh, you know, very exciting to have the opportunity and he, you know, we have a great relationship and, and uh, it made sense to, to sort of join forces. When you both go into somebody else's hotel for the first time, what does your father, Alan, look at first? And what do you, Mike, a generation below him, what do you look at first? I think he, I, you know, I'm jumping out on a limb speaking on his behalf. I would, I imagine he's noticing all of the operational ticks. I think he goes in and he wants to understand, you know, he, he, he's looking more at the team and how they're functioning and making a guest feel and, and just sort of feeling the experience out and, and making sure that um, it's a comfortable experience. And, and I can tell you the thing that we both share is when we go into a new hotel, we are constantly looking for things that are great, that we're excited and inspired by and want to potentially do a version of those within our own hotels. Um, for me, the first thing I, you know, I, I, I look for a sense of place. I want to know where I am when I'm staying somewhere. I want there to be a particular point of view. I always gravitate towards hotels that are, um, you know, designed and operated by hoteliers where you can sort of track one vision to the execution of the product. Um, so that, that that's sort of what I think about, but it's, it's, it's always nice to stay in a new place and there's always something to pick up. There's a, a tip, a trick, an interesting thought, a, a design narrative, some experience that some great associate, uh, you know, helped sort of bestow upon you. There's, there's always something to pick up. It is fascinating that going into your San Diego hotel, for instance, there was an immediate sense of place. I felt I was down on the wharf, I felt I was near the gaslight uh, uh, district. And yet that's a brand new building. What a surprise. It felt as though it had been there forever and that gave it an immediate plus. And now you are doing some products coming up that again are going to have an immediate sense of place like um, Nativa in New Jersey. How important yes. is it for the younger generation to feel that there is a bit of history and a sense of place? I, I think it's everything. It really speaks to authenticity. The consumer is so smart these days. They just know you can't, you can't fake, uh, you, you, you can't fake an experience. You can't, uh, I think when you're lucky enough to have a place like Nadar, which is you know, this incredible uh, Tudor mansion that was once owned by the King of Morocco on 500 acres, it's, it's, it's so specialized, it's so different. To try to take that and make it slick and modern and contemporary would be so, so disingenuous. It would be such a, su such a jarring thing to do. So, you know, in each case, we really try to find what is the highest and best use point of view, architectural style, interior style. How do we connect with a guest in a way that makes them feel like this is one of the you know most exciting places they've been, where they feel really comfortable? Um, it's it's a design challenge every time, and in every single property, it's different, and that's part of the fun. Actually, it's it's uh, it feels like we're starting over every time which is kind of okay. It, it, it's the right thing you do for each property. 
They are um, so different. I mean, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore, it really is a former wharf, I feel. And I love those uh, attic rooms, if I can call them that, and the way the whole public space opens up and is so free and easy. You studied political science. Was that intentional? Uh, did you think that you might become a politician at one point? I had no idea what I wanted to do, God's honest truth. I, I knew I loved hotels. I knew I loved people. Um, I knew I didn't want a nine-to-five job. And I I went to, co- went to school at Tufts University in Boston. I almost went to Cornell, but I thought that was... That it was, I was very close to going there, but it felt too too certain of a path. I was going to go into hospitality, so I wanted to try something different. And I just took courses I liked. I took courses that interested me. And all of a sudden, I sat down and was kind of counting up the courses I took and realized, wow, I, I, I like political science and history courses. That's, that seemed to be what I was taking. So I, I gravitated toward political science almost accidentally just because these these you know, courses interested me, um, had really no aspirations for law school or politics or more of a traditional route through that, through that major. I just, I, I wanted a good liberal arts, well-rounded education, you know, learn how to read and write and, and communicate with people and, yet, and have a great time. What's so interesting, Mike, is you are typical to so many uh, non-generational people of what they think of the younger generation being. You don't necessarily know what you want. You know when you see it, if you like something. And you are always looking for new experiences. And that's what Pendry seems to be offering. Supposing somebody is not quite sure whether to stay in a Pendry or to stay in a montage, what's the typical difference in the room rate and what's the typical difference in the age of the other customers? Yeah, I I think the, you know, in a, in a particular market, Pendry would skew certainly a little bit less, but not significantly so. Um, so as an example, you know, Montage, we have a Montage in Deer Valley, and we are under construction. We're getting ready to put forth a Pendry Hotel in Park City. Uh, same market in, in part, our, with our Pendry property. We're in the canyons, which is a different mountain. It has snowboard access where Deer Valley does not. It's a little bit more uh, central. There's more people in, in the Canyons Village. Uh, it's a little bit more active. Montage is, is at the top of, of, uh, of Deer Valley and it's a little bit more subdued and, and classic. Um, it's, it's, you know, a couple hundred dollars less probably to stay at Pendry by the time, uh, maybe actually a little bit more than that by the time everything shakes out. But the thing that each brand shares is they're aiming for the premium positioning, the highest sort of rate rev par for their particular submarkets at the end. So Montage competing against Stein Erickson and, and, uh, and St. Regis. Uh, Pendry, in this case, competing against the Waldorf Pastoria that's that's in that mountain. But both hotels will lead their sort of submarkets, um, and the guests that stay at each, you know, it's still I'd say Montage excuse maybe a little bit older, but 
it's still you still have uh, a vibrant guest that's experiencing montage and you still have you know a, a little bit older guest that's coming to experience Pendry it's really it's really the, the choice boils down to style it's do you want very content in the case of Parks Pendry Park City very contemporary architecture lots of programming you know, all sorts of different you know a Japanese restaurant a Mexican food restaurant a rooftop pool all these different experiences um, do you want to be sort of in that a little bit more or do you want a more sort of classic really wonderful you know mountain craftsmen sort of ski resort ski lodge experience at, at uh, your valley it's different that strokes sounds different so things. much fun real authentic i love those words and let's now talk about food and talk about pendry west hollywood which is opening yes. the first of december because there you have a wolfgang park in 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 a tremendous design environment it's martin brunitsky you can't do better than that what kind of food, what kind of food is puck going to be doing at pendry west hollywood so we could not be more excited wolfgang's awesome um, you know we, we we set out to find someone that we really wanted a local partner and a local mm -hmm. chef and someone we could we could You know, grow business with and, and support it and he's the best and he's Los Angeles based and we're, we're super excited for him so we have, we have two sort of big restaurant offerings he's doing the culinary for the entire hotel but the two mm. big restaurants are Merois which is on the rooftop which is uh, sort of Wolfgang style and technique and flavors meets a, a sort of Japanese and Southeast Asian uh, style restaurant. So it's it's uh, some Asian flavors, some local California flavors, a little bit of his French sort of uh, French European influence. So really excited for that restaurant. It's a beautiful space, Martin Brudnitsky designed, uh, who we, we just you know really enjoyed working with. Uh, views of the entire city are perched on the rooftop in this gorgeous sort of airy space. Uh, and then on the on sunset, um, we have a, another great restaurant called Ospero. And at Ospero, it's it's more of a more of like a Milano kind of northern Italy based cafe. It's lots of grab and go. There's some great vegan items. There's a really lovely uh, pizza oven where we do pizzas and wonderful sandwiches from there. So a little bit more casual, uh, a neighborhood style restaurant can eat there three, four times a week, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's great seating on sunset. There's a huge terrace on the backside of our hotel overlooking this garden and, and uh, sort of courtyard piazza at the property. So very exciting. And uh, there's a couple other spaces. So he'll, he'll serve food on the on the rooftop at the pool. We've got this great social club in the basement of, of the hotel, uh, which has a couple of bowling lanes and some lounge and bars there as well. So he'll, he'll do all of the culinary for that. Um, but the but the two big concepts are Merois and Ospero, and both uh, both seem to be you know we, we're we're yet to launch them. But from everyone we've spoken with and kind of how we've positioned them, it's resonated really well. So we're, we're quite excited to bring it's those to It's going life. to be so lovely. Opening in just a few days' time, Pendry West Hollywood, 149 yes. rooms. 
Plus, if you love it so much, you might still be able to buy one of the 40 residences that are there. And then next year, you are going to be opening in New York. You're going to be opening in Park City, Utah. You're going to be opening at La Quinta. Uh, in 2022, you're opening a Nativa scheduled for 2022 and Washington, D.C. How many hotels are you planning in all? And when are you going to leave the United States and take Pendry to the world? Oh, wow. Great question. So, you know, there's there's no magic number, Mary. There's it's It's really, you know, what do we have capacity for and do we feel like we could create a, a you know a magical experience somewhere and and really lead a market and create something that's spectacular and kind of worthy and befitting of all the other pendry hotels that we have so there's no magic number i think a couple of, a couple of years is a good pace Mike, that magic word that you've used twice, you have been smiling all the time that we have been talking. Please just keep on smiling. Please keep on exuding a feeling of fun because that's what I've always found in a Pendry Hotel. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, Mary. It's such a pleasure okay. to be here. Thank you, Mike Firstman. And I hope we have many more Pendry hotels and not only in the great US of A. Please let the world understand Pendry. Now, the world does already understand Four Seasons. And I'm so happy that next week I'm going to be talking to Christian Clerk, the Toronto-based global president of Four Seasons. Look forward to seeing you then. You've been listening to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by Barbados Tourism Marketing. Join us next week for another extraordinary insight into the world of luxury travel.